it's crucially important to communicate well and frequently. And don't be afraid to admit that the data you were working on yesterday is already outdated, and therefore you've got to adapt to the new reality of today. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. So having lived through a pandemic, I'm sure we all have a thing or two to say about decision-making during a crisis. With decisions, however, it's not about how many you make, but how good they are. Today's guest, Danielle Grant, is going to talk us through making good quality decisions through a crisis. Danielle is a director of Leadership Global, and she has designed all the leadership programs, delivered them globally to participants in five continents. She is a co-author of three books, Leadership Assessments for Talent Development, the coaching chapter, and Leading Beyond the Ego, How to Become a Transpersonal Leader, and shortly to launch with Transpersonal Leadership in Action. Apart from the book that she has uh, uh, published, uh, Daniela as well is a leading in multiple podcasts, articles, and interviews on developing leaders, culture, diversity, and inclusion. So without further delay, leaders and leaders, welcome Daniela Grant. Daniela Karibusana to engage, relate, perform. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. So let's get moving with the first question. Why are we talking about leadership in times of crisis? Well, leadership ultimately is what we rely on uh, to make the right decisions. But at the moment, as we know, we're all living through one of the most significant and extended crises of modern times. It not only impacts people's finances and their livelihoods, um, as the financial crisis 2007, 2008, but it threatens the very health and survival of hundreds of millions around the world. It's the biggest global crisis since the major world wars. Of course, individual countries have dealt with more local matters, whether it's been border aggression, terrorist attacks, 
financial meltdowns, local wars, or whatever. But the scale of the pandemic provides opportunities to compare different approaches, different decisions um, to the same problem and learn from one another on a truly global scale. Indeed, because that's that's really global. And when you look at different other uh, uh, challenges or crises people go through, that's what you rightfully say, war, diseases and uh, other stuff. Uh, but what are the key challenges uh, of leading in such a situation? Well, I read a McKinsey article at the beginning of the crisis. Um, and one of the questions with me is what leaders need during a crisis is not a predefined response plan, but behaviors and mindsets that will prevent them from overreacting to yesterday's developments and help them look ahead. And that's all about um, what data you use, what intuition you use to make the right decisions. So that's the first point. Another point is that in this kind of situation, you don't have reliable information. And the speed with which that information changes is blindingly fast. Another point that comes to mind that leaders will pronounce whatever they think they need to pronounce, but they may not have the empathy to put themselves in the shoes of all the people that are affected and look at what needs to be said to help other people cope. Another thing is a bit of humility to realize that you and nobody has all the answers. So the old style of command and control, know everything and tell people what to do is fraught with the risk that you're wrong and you're heading up a blind alley. And then finally, it's crucially important to communicate well and frequently. And don't be afraid to admit that the data you were working on yesterday is already outdated and therefore you've got to adapt to the new reality of today. Indeed. Uh, and, and so what you're saying is about the behavior and mindset of leaders. That's number one. And I hear that very clearly. Uh, the reliability of information, it's, it changes speed of light. Uh, but then you also require empathy from leadership and, and appreciate that you know you can't keep on telling people what to do that they you need to guide them through that situation in a calm and uh, and composed manner but also it's crucial and important that we communicate frequently and that communication is so important uh, in any crisis situation i believe that's what you're saying and that's the truth of the matter that you know leaders go through those challenges so what has the covid-19 pandemic taught us about leadership in crisis that the leaders who demonstrate empathy and communicate well and fully, that actually honestly admit they don't have all the answers, get more support and less obstruction than those who hold their cards close to their chest or pretend that they know what's coming next. Um, be a little bit humble, admit we're all in this together, we don't know all the answers and they'll forgive you if you get something wrong. If you pretend you know it all and make a mistake, you'll get castigated. Um, and looking around the world, we notice that overall women leaders have demonstrated those sorts of behaviours. And on average, not every case, they've had better outcomes than those who stick to that knowledge is power idea. Um, another point is to have trusted teams that can not only scan for information, 
but that you give the power to implement to, to communicate with each other, to collaborate with each other. So if we look at the COVID pandemic, for example, one team might be looking at potential marketplace disruptors. So for COVID, it might have been drugs or vaccines. Another might be looking at data. You know, what are the variants? What are the sickness rates? What lessons can be learned from the data? Another might be looking at the systemic impact of the change. So does this mean we need new ventilators, more hospital tests, surge tests, a vaccination program? They're going to be looking at those impacts and, and planning for those. And, and another team might be looking at the post-crisis future. So plans can be made to emerge. And that allows course corrections to be implemented. It stops you sitting down a blind alley and not seeing where you're really going. And that's powerful. It's just like flying an aircraft uh, with no uh, thunderstorm and then suddenly you get turbulence uh, in the way and that you have to really uh, go around that turbulence and uh, get to your destination and plan a different route to get there. Oh, totally. And it's so important to today's, uh, today's businesses. And, and that's where we talk about agility and, uh, and perseverance. Uh, coming out with all the staff, being able to do that. But together again, that's what you say. Leaders need to be able to open up and say, I don't know this. Let's do it together. Leaders have to engage with their team constantly and say, we are in this journey. Come out of it together. Give us some good ideas. Let's look at things that can help us to come out of this um, positively. So when you talk about that, then how is leading in crisis different from leading in normal life or normal times rather? Firstly, um, I think we have to acknowledge that nobody has all the answers in a crisis. And we can only look at uh, Donald Trump who pretended he had all the answers at the beginning of the pandemic or for any other situation. Um, and ultimately he hemorrhaged trust. Um, and uh, during a crisis, uh, leaders must relinquish the belief that a top-down response will engender stability. And that again comes out of a piece of research. Um, but ultimately, you can see how that correlates to the way a lot of leaders around the world have behaved over the last couple of years. Um, it, it's about that trust, engendering trust. You can only develop trust with somebody by showing it to them um, and and by demonstrating that you are trustworthy, you do what you say you'll do when you say you're going to do it. Um, and that's about understanding that the speed of the developing crisis, whether that is an organizational crisis because a disruptor's come into your market or uh, your, your stores have been closed and you have to find another way of earning money during the crisis, um, the speed of the developing crisis can only be coped with through distributed leadership, through getting people to focus on different areas and communicate and, and share um, intelligence. So that means you have to be less ego-led and more democratic. The leader needs to be transparent. They need to be able to be vulnerable. But with that vulnerability comes self-confidence that they don't need to be perfect, present themselves as perfect, um, to catalyze change instead of freezing. They can listen to their experts. And this is the crucial bit. 
make decisions in line with their values and the purpose of the organization, and then clearly communicate what that decision is and what the reasons are for it. That's inspirational. It gets people to come along with you on the journey, to make sacrifices, give discretionary effort. It builds a strong framework of commitment because people feel listened to, valued, and taken heed of. I totally agree with you. And that we could probably call it empowered leadership. And I love the word distributed leadership, distribute the leadership around, because that's the the essence of sustainability, isn't it? That when you build or you go and develop more leaders in your organization, uh, you reduce the level of ego, you use the democratic style to get people concerned, get people on board, uh, show your confidence, but you don't have to be right. Uh, with that now, and with that, that it's quite empowering to see people thriving in a difficult situation, not really thriving in terms of their welfare, but it could be thriving in bringing some good decisions on board for the current situation, but also the future situation. And be prepared to admit when you've got something wrong and say, okay, well, that wasn't the right, the optimal decision, but actually what I learned from it is this, so that as we go forward, we'll take that into account. Um, I don't think anything in life Mistake if you have learned from it. Mm -hmm. and, and in that situation, I mean, leaders get to learn quite a, a, a number of things. And so what are the challenges we encounter as leader in, uh, in such situation then? So the tempt always to do what we've always done. Uh, but as Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the thinking that created it. And if we're in an unprecedented solution, uh, an unprecedented situation, we don't actually have a working bank of solutions to bring to the fore. We can't keep track of all that's happening. So we have to accept that. Make sure we're being regularly briefed by the team members that are at the coalface. Those who are tasked with managing the impact of the crisis on different aspects of the organization. So what's happening in the distribution department? What's happening in the sales department? What's happening in the product planning department? All of these things need to be brought together. Um, and we need to bring our decision-making processes and our values to mind consciously when we're choosing a path. So if our value is to be, um, is to be honest, we need to say, is this an honest decision? Are we basing this? Are we explaining ourselves honestly? If our value is to be resilient, are we showing this in our behavior? Um, any value has to be expressed in the behavior that people can see. Otherwise, the values may just as well stay in a book on the, on the shelf. Um, so bring decision-making processes and our values to mind consciously when we choose a path and let go of wanting to be in control all the time, be able to flex, understand what our emotional knee-jerk reactions are, look for any unconscious bias or prejudice and keep a cool head. You know, do we have a sense that older people have more wisdom? Well, okay, maybe we do, but actually what have the younger people's perspective got to bring to the table? And for that, we need to bring ongoing trust in our build, uh, trust in our teams and grow them. That is so important because we're living in three generations today. 
and all the three generations have to uh, work together in such crisis and still be able to move on with life, right? So to finally uh, ask you for, for, for the tips uh, to lead in times of crisis, what are the tips to lead in times of crisis? So the first is to find ways to keep that calm head on you. Recognize if you're stressed. What's the first warning sign you get that you're becoming stressed? Some people start to feel hot. Other people get a knot in their stomachs. Other people get tension in their shoulders. So observe yourself and discover when you're beginning to get stressed. That helps the right learning and insights to surface. Sometimes maybe to calm yourself down, you may need to go on a walk or work with somebody, a coach or a mentor, uh, to offload that stress and be able to move beyond it. So the second tip is make decisions that are well-founded. Use the intelligence provided by the whole system, your empowered teams, check with your own touchstone of values and your own ethical philosophy. You know, does this um, decision blend with your principles? Is it something that will uh, jibe with you that's going to make you sleep better at night or lie awake worrying if you've done the right thing? By doing that, you'll be able to sleep at night and you'll feel calmer about the next steps. The next point is to take a long-term mindset. So, you know, in the old, um, the old parable about it's hard to remember that the objective was to cross the stream when you're up to your ass in alligators. So don't just deal with the alligator that's snapping at your heels, but remember you're charting across, across the river. Get your alligator specialist to create a solution to the immediate issue, to free you up, to look at the bigger picture. And finally, collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Um, if we look at things that we learned during COVID, we had unexpected partnerships. Mercedes and other engineering firms created ventilators. They utilized their technical capabilities to a new purpose. Um, multiple pharma all in therapy organizations collaborated to create vaccines the regulators reduced red tape all of these things have parallels in our daily work how can we collaborate with one another internally and with external um, partners stop thinking of them always as competitive and start thinking of them as collaborators because actually if we can grow the pot we can all get more out of it Brilliantly said, and it's all about collaborate, collaborate, collaborate in order to look at new in, and, and, and look, looking at crisis. Sometimes it creates new opportunities. And to say that new opportunities create, creates new ideas so that we can all live in harmony and in success. Thank you so much for that uh, important uh, uh, points that you shared with us about crisis. We have three rituals that we normally do at Daniela. Uh, the first one is uh, Lydia Django. She was uh, the last guest uh, in our podcast, and she is a seasoned HR professional and founder of Awoga Ministry. She left a question for you. What challenges they faced before they became who they are today? I had to change my, change my career three times. So I started out in corporate life um, and 
then after I had my last child, I decided I didn't want to run a big organization. Um, I had been a, a uh, director level person at Disney, um, which in today's terms would be 125 million organization. Um, and so I became a headhunter. And after becoming a headhunter, I realized I wanted to have more direct input into the strategy and the leadership of my client organizations, having learned it the hard way myself. And that was when I, I literally left everything behind, trained as an executive coach, then did a master's in leadership. And so that was probably a, you know, a big change is being able to leave behind who I was and become somebody different to fulfill my purpose. Brilliant. So let's ask you now to leave the question for the next guest. What is the biggest insight and learning you've had in the last two years? That's the question you leave for the next guest. And I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting question for the next guest to respond to. You have 30 seconds, and that's the last ritual, Daniela. You have 30 seconds to leave any message to our listeners that you want them to listen or to hear from you. So you have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. My biggest message is to generate trust in others by proving you're trustworthy yourself. When you do this, you open up magical collaborations. Please subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss episodes. If you did or didn't enjoy this, let me know. I'm sure you must have, but give us a rating and check out the other episode. Thank you so much for being in our podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for asking me to. Until next time. Merci beaucoup. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutrazabersi.com forward slash pod to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, go to mutrazabersi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.